purposely intubating the esophagus. Sounds like a pretty crazy idea, right? Well, is it all that crazy? I'm Tim Nowak, and welcome to another episode of EMS Insight. So the idea of intubating the esophagus purposely with the intent of doing it and with reason might not actually be a crazy idea. Now, hear me out. Of course, by all means, please consult your medical director before even considering this. This should not be a hold-my-beer-watch-this moment. Having said that, sometimes may indicate that you actually intubate the patient's esophagus intentionally. Now, the end goal, the end result, is that we still want to have a patent airway. We still need to intubate the trachea and ventilate the lungs. This, by no means, intubating the esophagus, is going to accomplish that. You are not going to effectively ventilate your patients. You're not going to effectively oxygenate your patients. That is not the point. That is not the purpose. So, when would you intubate the esophagus? What's the reasoning? Why in the hell would you even consider this? Biggest thing would be, I guess, two main purposes. For one, would be to block 50% of the holes. And then two, would be to copious suction Uh, copiously suction out the esophagus. So, this is not going to do anything to suction out the oropharynx. You can accomplish that with a Yanko or some other sort of a rigid uh, suction device. But if you need to do some deeper suctioning, let's say you have an excessive amount of blood that's coming up from the esophagus, by putting an ET tube, particularly a large one, like a 10.0 ET tube, considering that the esophagus is bigger than the trachea, so if you've got an adult male, an 8.0 ET tube would do wonders and would be great for a tracheal intubation. But if you had to do an esophageal intubation, for, for the purpose of suctioning at least, a 10.0 tube may actually be your best bet. So you could put that tube into the esophagus, effectively blocking 50% of the holes, therefore leaving the trachea open for intubation for the purpose of ventilation and oxygenation. But by blocking off 50% of the holes, you're then also preventing vomit, blood, whatever it is, secretions from coming up from the stomach, the esophagus, and then into the oropharynx. So you're blocking off the pathway for their natural, I guess, flow out. And then having said that, you could actually suction out the esophagus, uh, both from the, the superior aspect in the esophagus itself or by putting in some sort of a flexible suction tube to get deep into the stomach. So to suction out the esophagus itself, uh, one tool that may be beneficial would be a meconium aspirator. So a small little adapter that would pluck onto your tube, hook it up to your suction port, put your finger over the cap, and then you can suction out at 60 psi or 60 pounds to get that uh, uh, secretions out of the airway. Uh, again, the other way of getting more into the stomach would be inserting somewhat of a orogastric tube or a flexible suction tube like you would with any other ET tube or superglottic airway for that matter. So suctioning out the esophagus may not be a crazy idea, and turning an ET tube into an, uh, a suction tube itself may actually be of benefit. So again, sounds pretty crazy but might actually be a purposeful situation. One situation that does come to mind that I had to deal with was I was on an ALS ambulance meeting up with a BLS crew. Uh, They were bringing us a cardiac arrest patient, uh, post-motor vehicle accident, patient had a seat collar on, and had a long, or was on a long board. So we met up with the crew. We were able to pull over at like a way station where other semis and stuff were, and uh, we rendezvoused and met in their ambulance, brought our equipment along, 
and the patient uh, needed to be intubated. So in that process, I tried to do my best to tracheally, uh, tracheally intubate this patient. However, uh, despite cricoid pressure, just movement around, uh, it, it was not a very easy task. So I did insert a tube with an attempt. Uh, that first attempt, however, was certainly in the esophagus. Uh, having said that, no more ventilations off of there, but I did not pull the tube. The reason I didn't was because knowing at least that I had 50% of the holes plugged, that should, in theory, you know, make my chances better for the second intubation or the second attempt. So I grabbed a bougie, something different, uh, and then was able to try to reposition a little bit, get a better vantage point, a better view of the uh, at least the retinoid cartilage, got my first glance, inserted my bougie, and followed that with my ET tube, and then was able to ventilate. I still left that tube in the esophagus. However, I made sure that I notated very well that this should not be ventilated on. So I actually put a, an esophageal detector device, a little tricky baster on there, and then wrote in a, in a black marker, uh, no vent uh, esophagus. So just try to keep it obvious that you should not ventilate on this tube. Instead, you should be ventilating on the, you know, the other one with the entitled CO2 capnograph uh, and Bagvel mask on it. So that's important uh, reminder that if you do attempt this, that you should make sure you notate that this is esophageal. This is not a tracheal tube. So having said that, purposely intubating the esophagus may not, in fact, be a crazy idea. It may not be warranted in all scenarios, but in the very select few that you might need it, where you're fighting the bleeding, you're fighting the secretions, you're fighting the fluid, and you need a block, uh, a blockade of some sort, or you need an alternative path that is not the oral pharynx, actually intubating the esophagus may not be a half-crazy idea. So, what are your thoughts? Again, Tim Nowak here with EMS Insight. Uh, please follow me on LinkedIn. So, linkedin.com slash in slash Tim Nowak EMS, or you can just look up Tim Nowak on LinkedIn. And then also subscribe to the EMS Director. So, promoting for uh, professional development for EMS through the EMS Director magazine. So, emsdirector.com, or you can email me with any questions at insight at emergency medical solutions, LLC.com. Thanks again, everyone. Stay safe.